Uncle Jimmy, you're so silly. Dancing Jim Ryan, you fight for us like a lion. All hail our Lord and Savior, Jim Ryan. Oh, I feel better now. Wow. Yeah, there we go. That, that was, that was yeah, this, for everyone. For a good reason. That's ears. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. What's, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 14 of the PSN Party Podcast. I am your host, BMG. I am joined by, who will review absolutely anything. I'm a Ghostbuster Ash. Good evening. Good evening. That is true as well. <laughs> well that's it. My co-host, the American soldier, SSG Sentinel. Good evening, sir. Hey, what's up? And the British MA lawyer who could rival any American lawyer, Luke Steele. How are you this evening, sir? Very well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for asking. Good, good, good. Did you all like my song? Did you inspire you to get behind Jim Ryan to fight for us all? Eight out of ten. You need to uh, get ready to do some music, and that can be a proper intro. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I'll, 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 you know, I'll get one of them. What's them blowy things that you go left and right with? What are they called? I can't remember what they're called. Not bagpipes. No, no, you don't go left and no, right with pan bagpipes. Pan pipes. Or even pan a hard pipes. harmonica. Harmonica. That's it. Yeah. I do you know that. That's yeah. a pan pipe. Harmonica's like that. Who would have yeah. thought of a fan pipe, whatever you call it, band pipe, bowl pipe, whatever it is, you know, I don't know. Anyway, who band, cares? Band pipe. Band pipe. Anyway, tonight's topics <laughs> include Hogwarts Legacy for last gen being delayed yet again. No surprise. Sony's forced to release secrets, but also they think Xbox is against them. Or are they? Uh, and some other topics that I can't remember, plus 20 questions. We're going to be playing that this evening. But before we get into all that uh, goodness in the PlayStation world, let's find out what everyone's been playing. Uh, Mr. Luke Steele, sir, what have you been playing over the weekend? Seems what day are we? We Wednesday? Are we Thursday? Wednesday? Wednesday today? What have you Wednesday. been playing, sir? Yeah, Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been playing um, a couple of different things. So uh, I've been playing a lot of Gran Turismo Seven, uh, both VR and non-VR. Uh, mostly non-VR, actually. The, the VR is great, but. Um, some you know, it's extended periods are uh, difficult sometimes. Um, so a lot of that, I just really, really love that, and um, I'm quite surprised because I've never really liked sim races apart from Forza Motorsport 4, that was kind of the one I was fairly into back in the day. Uh, so it's been awesome to actually play that, and uh, yeah, really enjoying it. Looks amazing. Um, HDR is incredible on that game, um, and yeah really good uh so i've been playing that um i've been playing more psvr2 uh so some of that uh plus um i picked up uh pistol whip which is a really cool um like a on the rails uh shooter come uh rhythm game essentially so you kind of um 
shoot along the beat. It's a bit like Mel Helsinger, but just straight down, and it's got kind of bespoke tracks. It's really, really good. Um, you have to dodge as well in VR. Um, so I was really impressed by it, actually. Uh, so I've been playing some of that. Uh, some other bits and bobs of VR and um, Wolong. We've been playing a lot of that. Love that. Oh, That's great. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've also been playing some Battlefield 2042 because it's on. Uh, it's on. It's the PS Plus monthly kind of the big game. Uh, and I'd heard it was a bit better than it was now uh, than mm. launch. So tried it out, um, and I'm actually quite enjoying it. It's quite. It's quite good. Looks looks great as well. Yeah, it's, it's a good game. I've got it because it's on, obviously, Game Pass as well because I've yeah. been, been playing it on EA Play. I've uh, been playing it on there a bit. I've, I've got rid of it now because I'd, I'd made room for, for, for some other stuff. But, yeah, it's a good game. It's it's improved a hell of a lot from when it launched when there was literally yeah, nothing. Yeah. The game was bare bones. didn't have a, pro- have a proper UI. It was literally half it was missing. But, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun game. Uh, I'm good at Sniper on it. I'm good at just like sitting out of the way, sniping people. You know, no, normally the minute I run on the uh, battleground, I'm just shot, blown up. Some robo dog trying to hunt my leg and shoot me at the same time. But uh, yeah, it's a good game. It's a good game. Uh, Sentinel, what about you? What have you been playing? Um, I actually went back to uh, playing Grand Theft Auto 4. You know, it's kind of one of those games that I just keep going back to. Um, well, you know what? Before that, I played Grand Theft Auto 3. But I played Grand Theft Auto 3 for maybe 30 minutes. And, I, you know, now that Grand Theft Auto 4 is actually... Now that it exists, it's it's hard for me to play GTA 3 and not immediately just go, you know what, I'm just bored with this, and immediately go to Grand Theft Auto 4. So I've been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto 4. And I did... I was planning on going through, you know, and cleaning up some of the, some of the achievements for um, GTA 3. But unfortunately... With Grand Theft Auto 4 out in the wild, I just it's hard for me to p- keep playing GTA 3 when GTA 4 is around. You know, kind of awkward, I know, but it, it's weird. It's like with Vice City, it's not like that because there's no other Vice City alternative. But, you know, with Grand Theft Auto 3, I like um, the newer version of Liberty City better. So that's what I've been playing pretty much. Oh, so what, why not GTA 5, the, you know, the superior game that we need to keep going for another 10 years? Oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck California. <laughs> I hate the whole California vibe. I love the dark, gritty feel of Grand Theft Auto 4 and the new age hipster bullshit that you find in Grand Theft Auto 5. I'm just not a fan, you know? I mean, it's fine in real life, but in a game, it's like, I- I'm not. I'm just not a fan of that shit. It's like Grand Theft Auto 4 should be dark and gritty and violent and about crime and... GTA 5 is just so it's it's like a shell of what Grand Theft Auto should be. So put together, yes, it's a technical marvel, but as far as the soul of the series, it's just not there. So I choose Grand Theft Auto 4 every single time over GTA 5. Well, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> wow, I didn't say I was playing it on PlayStation. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, if you said that, it would have been fine because then it would have been greatness. But... Oh, I see. I see. That's gone now. Too late, too late. And the XBN Network General Manager, Ash, what have you been playing? Um, not a lot. My daughter's birthday this week, so over the weekend we had family around, so I was mainly playing like Jackbox games and What the Dub, which is great. Um, I really should do a stream of them sometime on the channel, but like What the Dub is basically like old movies and TV show clips. 
and you have to sort of type in what they're supposed to say when it goes blank. But it's uh, it was very crude, very 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 crude. Um, but other than that, I've, I've decided to jump back into Resident Evil Village because there's a Capcom sale on at the moment, and I've managed to pick up the DLC so you get the third person mode. Because I have no interest in Resident Evil first person. I bought it day one like an idiot, played it for like an hour, and was like, this isn't for me. So now I've got the DLC, and I'm playing it in third person, and I, I've slightly gotten further than where I was so far. I've only played it last night, but um, yeah, it's not the worst sort of edit where they've put the third person mode, and it sort of jumps between first and third per- person. Um, yeah, quite enjoying it. I got all the extra like weapons and stuff like that, and so I'm just playing it on easy. It's it's weird because it's not Resident Evil. It's like werewolves and vampires and stuff. It's I want zombies in old mansions, not some weird Eastern European village full of like old ladies with like um, <laughs> potions and stuff. But it's not the worst game I've played. And like I say, I'll get through it because it's it's quite a short game, I believe. Village. Uh, I I didn't play yeah. Village. Luke, you played Village, didn't you? Yeah, it's um. It's like twelve hours, thirteen hours, something like that That's from, from memory. Bad, yeah. So it's not it's not like super super long. Good, <laughs> but yeah. I want to give it a go. And like I say, I'm I've got the DLC and everything with it, so I may as well play through. But I, I'm a bit annoyed they put the third person behind a paywall. But you know, Capcom mm. be Capcom in. So yeah, people pay for it. Pay oh well, for yeah, it. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got, you got to get the PSVR too, so you can play it in VR. Oh, I'd love can... to. I, I really want to get one. It's um, it's on my wish list, but like I ain't got a spare kidney at the moment for it. So no, no, no. I played um, on the PSVR one. I played um, Resident Evil Seven. Is it seven? Yeah, seven. Seven. Yeah, seven in um, in VR. It is terrifying. I hate be... horror games at the best of times. Well, I used to love horror games. Like, I'm a big Silent Hill fan and stuff. Just playing Resi 7, the jump scares, I was like, I've, I've made a mistake here. I'm getting soft or something in my old age. But I played, I didn't never played Resi 7 in VR, but I played the demo. Joey, you, know, you don't do anything, you just sit there. Oh, yeah. He's over here. And so, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what, right? I, I, I shit me said enough there. So um, <laughs> I was like, if I play Resi 7 in VR or Village, I will probably be found the next day, like dead on the floor of a heart attack or somewhere. It's <laughs> it's terrifying. It's horrible. Some of these games. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not fun. Yeah, I'm not. I see. I love horror films, love horror TV shows, but when mm. it comes to horror games, it's just like no, because I would not walk through that door because I'm not stupid. But you have to walk through that door, and it's like, oh! no, yeah, it's like it's like Resident Village right at the beginning. You see things like running through the trees and stuff like that, and like pulling a body away. It's mm. like, why am I following them? I've just been in a car crash. You get back on the road, and you stick your thumb out. You don't go wandering into some weird village following the dead birds. It's just like. <laughs> What's that about? So, oh, yeah, I think I think the worst experience I had with the with VR was um, I played Paranormal Activity in um, in VR. The films were, <laughs> oof, you know, the films are a bit Jesus jump scary, but that game, oh, I've never been so terrified in my life. You literally, you you just you're outside this house, looks creepy as shit as it is, and, you, and you, your character's like, I think I need to go inside. It's like, don't even know whose house this is. Why are we at this weird person's house? Looks freaky as hell. Why are we at this house? And you have to walk in. You have to knock on the door. 
No one answers. You try the door handle because think, why not? I might as well break an entry now. I'm more so I'm on private property. Go into the house and this like freaky person pops up saying, oh, who are you? You're like, oh, shit. And then, you know, <laughs> and then things just start changing, going weird. You see things and then you can hear a tap, tap, tap. And you're like, what's that? And you're looking around thinking, because obviously, because you've got the 3D surround sound. So you're looking around. I can hear what the hell's that tapping? And it's coming from upstairs. And it's like, now nah, it's time to leave. But it's like, no, well, clearly I've got to go upstairs. So you go upstairs, you walk down this corridor, the corridor sharp bend to the right. And I just peeked my head around the corner. And there's this woman in this like white dress hammering wooden <laughs> boards to, to the window. And then I like, I move a bit more and she taps and then stops. And it's like, I can feel my heart racing. I'm like, I've got a bad feeling about this. And her head just turns around, looks at you, and she just screams at you and runs at you. And I'm, oof, I shit myself, start turning around, go down this corridor, open this cupboard door, get in this cupboard, crouch down. And I, I think I I think I actually soiled myself, if I'm honest. And you just see this person outside the door breathing. I turned it off after that. I thought, no, I can't go any further. I'm a, I'm getting too old now. My heart can't take these sort of things. So it's like, no, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, what have I been playing? Oh, I'm back on the Destiny train. You know, I pulled that uh, that drip out my arm, left it aside, playing all different things. And then they dropped an expansion called Lightfall that changed everything, introduced all this new stuff and... And now I'm I'm hooked back on it. I was uh, just on before the show. Been on for the last like two or three days, and ah, oh, it's good. It's good to be home. But you know, the best live service, live service first person FPS game going. Best game going. Best game going. But yeah, other than that, I haven't actually played anything else but Destiny. Um, I've not touched the new expansion yet because um, I've kind of got a, a load of other stuff I need to go through. Uh, before I hit that, because I had to start again with a character, because my uh, warlock character just doesn't doesn't work. There's a bug. I put in a ticket. They're telling me there's nothing wrong, but it is what it is. Anyway, I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. Flying around as a titan, you know, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds. All all that goodness. It's all good. All good. Uh, but right, other than that, let's let's move on to some topics. Uh, let's start with Hogwarts Legacy. PS4 and Xbox One versions have been delayed yet again. Uh, the, the game was originally scheduled to release on last generation systems in April, but will now arrive in May, one of brothers said on Monday. We're overwhelmed with gratitude for the response to Hogwarts Legacy from fans around the globe, reads a tweet from the Hogwarts Legacy account. The team is working hard to deliver the best possible experience on all platforms, and we need a little more time to do this. Hogwarts Legacy will now launch on PS4 and Xbox One on the 5th of May, 2023. Are we surprised that this game has been delayed? Should they just cancel it? Be done with it? It, You know, there's been issues on current-gen versions. How the hell are they going to get this big, huge game to run on previous-gen uh, Luke, come to you first. What do you think? Should we cancel it? Be done with it? Um, I mean, in an ideal world, I guess. But uh, I think they've probably gone too far deep into developing it now, uh, given how close it is. 
So, um, you know, it's not an ideal situation, is it? Because, I mean, if anybody's actually... I've not played the game, I should say, but um, my wife has played it and I've watched her play it. And um, it's a really, really impressive game, technically. Like, it's visually very, very high quality. Um, mm. It's also very big. So, and I was kind of watching it and thinking, I don't have a clue what this will look like on a PlayStation 4 and an Xbox One um, because they're just really going to struggle. Um, having said that, I mean, you know, they probably do want to release it like and pretty as soon as possible because the sales have been so astronomical just across PC, PlayStation Five, and the series consoles um, that they've got a huge, another huge captive audience there uh, on on the older gen. So um, yeah, I, it's what it is, isn't it? It'll come out. It'll probably be a mess. Um, it'll probably look crap. But for those who don't have the option, you know, and only have a last gen console, they'll get a chance to to play it. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the like, you know, the digital foundry comparison or, or breakdown <laughs> of it because I think that's going to be quite quite interesting. Oh Jesus! Yeah, oh yes, that is going to be a, a com- comparison to to behold. I think. Uh, Ash, what about you? Should should they cancel it, or are you, is it? Would you play it on previous gen? If you well, they shouldn't the cancel it because I paid for the digital deluxe edition where I get the previous gen included, so <laughs> give me what I've paid for. Um, bear in mind, they're also making a Switch version as well at some point. I mean, they've not announced a delay for the Switch version, but like, I assume it's not coming anytime soon. So I don't know how it's going to run. Like, It's going to run like arse. It's got to. like, It's going to be janky. It's going to be laggy. It's going to have, like, it, it can't be fully open world, I don't think. I just don't think it would run it as well. Like, even every now and again on the Xbox Series X, you get a tiny little bit of slowdown from when you're loading, like, into big areas and stuff like that. Mm. Nothing noticeable, but it, like, or ruining, but I couldn't imagine that on a PS4 and an Xbox One, especially an Xbox One, because that's even weaker. I mean, a Series X, uh, a Series, oh, a One X might be all right, but... I don't know. It's it, it just it, it should be able to run on it because it runs on PC. So if it can run on PC, it's got to be at least sort of scalable downwards. So we'll see. But it's it's odd that they announced it to release at the same time and then they haven't, and now they've delayed it yet again. But it's going to run at like fourteen FPS, and it's going to probably look like The Witcher Three does on Switch, where it looks absolutely horrible. So <laughs> running that well. It's gonna look like yeah. the PS1 Harry Potter games. And do you know what? Do you know what I miss? Do you remember when they used to do like Wii games of the same stuff like the Ghostbusters um video game which had a Wii port, but the Wii version was like lower quality graphics and it had like it was more like cartoony. It was like the same yeah. game, but the, the, the graphics and the sort of environments were like lower poly, less detailed. They should have gone like that. Basically, same thing, but it's um, it just looks it more cartoony, yeah. like the old Harry Potter games did. And then people get everything, and no one's going to complain about it. So, no, 
I'd, I'd seen a with the Lego games and Harry Potter. I'd seen a report today on on Twitter. I think I think it was VGC or it might be Insider Gaming that Batman Lego Batman Four has been indefinitely delayed um, for the remake or remaster of the original Harry Potter game Lego Harry Potter games. Why so, they run fine though? They've all they already brought out like a, a say Xbox One version. And PS4 version. Why do you need to remake them? Unless they're putting the audio in because the originals didn't have audio, or maybe mm. they're going to add uh, Fantastic Beasts to it as well. But what's the point? Like Lego games don't need remasters. They're fine. No, they don't. Even the old no, ones are enjoyable. Do you know what I mean that they, they've obviously progressed over time? But it's just weird. I'm sick of remakes and remasters nowadays. Yeah. And the um, the Switch version of Hogwarts Legacy is coming out on the 25th of July. No, it's so, not. It does. It says, well, <laughs> uh, no, uh, scheduled for now, 25th of July. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, what about you, Sentinel? Um, are you going to be all over this? Or are you going to be in the camp of stop wasting funds and time and just cancel it and be done with it? Yeah, you know what? Um, it it kind of seems like it's um, it's it's a hell of a it's a hell of a situation to be in. Now, um, I want to point at a couple of examples of when developers knew that they knew that it was going to be difficult. You look at um, Call of Duty World at War that released for the uh, what was it, the PlayStation Three, and they had a PS Two version and it was smaller. It had less levels. It was called uh, United Fronts or some shit like that. But it was a smaller game. Um, you look at Black Ops, uh, what was it, Black Ops 3, that only had the multiplayer for the PS3 and the Xbox 360. It didn't have the campaign or any of the other stuff that they were trying to in- institute into at, the, at that time. Next generation PS4 and Xbox One. This developer should have known that it was going to be in... It was going to be hard to develop this for an Xbox One. And keep in mind, this isn't the One X that they have to develop it for. They have to develop it for the base Xbox One that came out in 2013. You know, they have to develop it for the PS4 that came out in 2013. It's not the PS4 Pro. It's not the Xbox One X. It's the it's the lowest base consoles. And that's going to present such an issue for them. Um, they're going to piss off a lot of people because, like you said, you know, it's going to run like shit. And um, it's just going to look horrible. And they, they should have they should have avoided it altogether and said, hey, current generation only. Not last generation, but you know I understand they want the most money, but I think there's gonna be a there's gonna be um, a lot of people upset with how bad this looks, and I'm not saying that this studio would have released this game looking bad ten years ago, but I think if they would have released it last generation because they didn't have to build it for the current generation consoles, it would have looked better because they would have been able to fully optimize it for last generation consoles, but now the priority is switched. To current generation, you're talking series consoles and you're talking the PS5. That's what they optimized it for and that's what they spent the most time optimizing it for. Um, and because of that, because the focus is split, they're going to pick the newer systems and they're going to kind of leave the older systems behind. They absolutely should have just canceled it. And yeah. by them not canceling it right now, I guarantee they're going to get a lot of shit for it because the last-gen console versions are going to look like crap. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we're going to end up with... a. Uh another cyberpunk situation the game's yeah. gonna come back it's gonna be awful half the faces are gonna be missing and 
it's just going to crash. Things aren't going to run right. It's personally, it's a waste of time. I, you know, we need even. I know it's not a first party game or anything like that, but they need to stop making games for the previous gen. Now we need to start moving forward. Yeah, getting games fully op- made for these consoles, not just optimized for these consoles, but. We'll see. We'll see what we'll see what happens. It'll probably be a disaster. It's probably going to, you know, critically do a lot, le- lot worse than um, Hogwarts Legacy. I think Hogwarts Legacy is sitting at an 80, 84. I think it's, an um, 84 it's sitting at. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is clearly going to do worse. But this is the thing: people aren't going to be talking about. You know, or how good Hogwarts Legacy now is. The narrative's going to be how bad the previous gen is, and that's that is going to be the story. That's all people are going to think of when they hear about that game once it once it's out. Because we know it's going to be a buggy mess. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, let's move on swiftly. Um, Austrian court says FIFA packs constitute gambling and orders PlayStation reform refunds. This is from VGC by Jordan Midler. A court in Austria has ruled that FIFA Ultimate Team Packs are a form of gambling and has ordered Sony maker, so a PlayStation maker Sony to issue refunds. According to Games Ritz, Witzcraft, Witzcraft, something like that, a small court in the district of Hermagor found in favour of several Austrian FIFA players who sued Sony back in 2020. The suit alleged that the plaintiffs, including one minor, had gambled away over €400, or $400, whatever it is in Austria, on on the football simulator. The suit brought forward by lawyer Jorik Salberg. Why can't people just have normal names? Why do they have to have these complicated names that I can't say? Claimed that the ability to spend money on FIFA's random pack system violated the country's gambling laws and sought to hold Sony liable. Now, according to the report, Sony has been ordered to repay (laughs) €338.26p, although the company has yet to respond to the judgment. Jesus Christ, I, I really should have read this ahead of the time. According to the court, due to the contents of FIFA's loot boxes having the possibility of being worth more or less monetary uh, than the value of the pack itself, thus theoretically offering a financial benefit to those lucky enough to receive a valuable item, they violate the Austrian Gambling Act. FIFA Ultimate Team has faced scrutiny across Europe in recent years due to its popularity and ability to generate huge sums of money for EA. Players assemble their Ultimate Team by acquiring items representing players, both contemporary and legends of football. One way of doing this is by purchasing packs of cards, which can fluctuate in value from around $199 for the most basic pack to over £30. The sticking point comes from the contents of the packs themselves. While the item, item types players receive are guaranteed, i.e. you'll always receive 30 gold items in X pack. The quality of the players in those packs is randomized, incentivizing players to open endless packs with hopes of receiving the item they want. Last year, the highest administrative court in the Netherlands overturned a previous decision to fine Electronic Arts 10 million euro for keeping loot boxes in FIFA. Uh, yeah, you know, I think it, it was it's quite a bit. It was quite a big thing um, last year and previous year. You know, everything was about loot boxes. Is it classed as gambling? Is it not gambling? Um, 
it, is it that you know people have have the right to choose? It, you know, should you be eighteen years old to able to access this? Can you be younger? You know, we've been on a games consoles, which is generally aimed at a, a younger audience. Um, but why aren't they going for Xbox as well? You think and uh, Steam because you can get all these games on there. I'm, I'm assuming no one's no one's bought them through them, or maybe it's because PlayStation's a bigger console in them countries and. That's where everyone plays it. Maybe I don't know. Um, Luke, uh, no, Ash, I'll come, come to you first. Um, should actually, we'll come back to it. Should loot boxes actually be banned completely, or should they? Should they, is there something they could do to improve it so kids don't have access to these loot boxes? Do and do you what, consider right? it gambling? I I hate loot boxes in, in most games, but then like. I also get why people put them in. They're great for funds, like they make money. People like that randomised sort of, ooh, what am I going to get? But there needs to be some sort of stricter sort of, like that they're trying to implement, there needs to be more done to sort of stop kids being took advantage of, basically, especially in FIFA and stuff like that. I'd Mm. much rather there was um, better ways to make money in games but obviously they do loot boxes because they must make a majority of their revenue comes from these loot boxes. I would rather see, like, I like season passes and battle passes over loot boxes. I like sort of things that keep you invested in the game. But it's a tough one, isn't it? Like, who are we to say how people spend their money as well? Like, I... I, if someone wants to buy uh, an imaginary FIFA card for 100 quid, fine. There's people that want to go out and spend 200 quid on a night out and getting pissed. It, it's hard to it's mm. hard to judge. We all, we all have our things that we like to spend money on and we can't tell people how to. But there's got to be a way to make it safer for kids and lock it down. There is parental controls, but parents don't ever use them. We need to kind of... Um, stop the parents from letting the kids do it. Like, maybe you have to have parental controls automatically on and you have to switch them off or something like that. I, I don't know. It's it's a very it's a very sort of deep topic you could talk about for hours and hours and hours. But more needs to be done. I do agree that most of them are a complete waste of time and money, like uh, Muppet says and stuff like that. And I would like to see better uh, systems to make money because I, I, I totally understand devs need that money companies need to keep getting more money and stuff like that but do better content do more regular DLC drops stuff like that I, I don't know there's got to be better ways to do it so do you class it as would you class it as gambling it kind of is but it's just like pachinko machines and stuff like that it's like those those things you get in supermarkets where you put a quid in and you get some out of it but you don't know exactly what you get it's like pokemon cards you buy a packet of pokemon you don't know exactly what pokemon cards you're gonna get it's it's all the same it's it's a digital form of like i say it's literally buying like booster packs of card games but on a digital storefront basically that's mm. all it is is it really gambling it's addictive like gambling you are sort of gambling money to using money to get a prize as such, but is it gambling, gambling, or is it like going to slot machines and putting like 
50 quid or two peas in, in the hope of winning a five pound teddy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all that sort of look based style. So, in a sense, it is gambling, but you don't win money from it. And that's where it gets a bit weird, in my opinion. So, mm, yeah, it is a bit of a tough one. But no. Reddit is right. It's predatory because it targets children. That's what needs changing. But it's buying a loot box is exactly the same as buying a booster pack for a, a, a Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon, all those kids' cards games where they're randomized. You pay so much, you get so many cards. That's exactly what it is. Sticker packs. It's literally like buying a packet of stickers. And they sell them in the shop to kids for a quid a packet. It's the same thing. But mm. how do you how do you regulate it? it unless you stop people being able to buy them without sort of ID or something and uh, age ratings and all that stuff. But then people parents just stick kids on. Like I used to work in a game shop and the amount of times parents had come in for a like a seven year old and buy Grand Theft Auto. They don't care. Parents don't give a shit, and we know it. So yeah. parents are bad. Shame on you, parents. That's it. Shame. Yeah, shame on parents. It's all your fault. Where's my bell? Where's my bell to ring? Shame. Yeah. It's not for me. I personally wouldn't spend that much on the like FIFA packs. I don't get the appeal of it when you can literally just play the normal game on like exhibition and pick whatever players you want. Do you know what I mean? What's the point in it's? It's like fantasy football. What we like a pay to win. Thing. But then I also don't mm. pay like play like Geshin Impact where you have to pay to win on that. But people do. It's it's I can't judge as such though. So No, no. No, that's fair. That's fair. Sentinel, what about you, sir? What do you think? Is it is there something they could introduce to maybe curve it, change it, change regulations, have government step in and and do you consider it gambling? Um, I mean, you're not like, you know, like I said, you're not really winning money, but, um, you're winning, you're winning something that's worth, it has value in the game. And, you know, Ash is right about the parents not giving a shit. Um, unless of course they get like a $10,000 bill a couple years ago, the parents were pissed because this kid spent like $10,000 or some shit in FIFA. And, um, they were like, Oh my God, what's this $10,000 thing on my, it's, it's like, you know, cause they're not watching their kids and they're buying all this stupid stuff on here. That's in-game, essentially. This is the solution for any type of loot boxes, microtransactions. Keep them in the games, but only in-game currency that you earn, not that you, have, not that you can buy at all, only in-game currency that you earn through regular gameplay is how you buy these. That's it. Full stop. Right? Because then people's... Yeah, because you pay 70 bucks. It's now $70, the regular price for video games. You pay $70, and everything that the video game has to offer is already included. Any of those loot boxes, any of that microtransaction shit, okay, you earn in-game currency. You don't have to pay for it now. That's the answer. And I know a lot of these game companies, um, they don't want to hear that, but it's like tough shit, you know, because what they're doing is predatory. Redditors is exactly right. And the way to the way to stop that is say you guys you guys can keep these in your games, but now the only way people can buy them in game is through in game currency. They can't use real world currency anymore. That's it. Fair. No, it's, uh, that's that's fair. You know they they need to so they need to regulate this somehow. Something they must be able to do to change change the habits or even have the individual cards that you can buy so you know exactly what you're paying for, but charge more for them. 
pay a lower yeah. amount for a loot box and take the risk or buy the if here's every every day or every two days a week whatever rotate new cards in you can buy individual cards but you're paying a lot more for them than you know what you're getting i suppose then it's not gambling if you know what you're getting for what you pay for yeah yeah uh, what about you luke what do you think um should we chastise all parents that are letting these little people buy loot boxes and spending money on their car because they're stupid enough to give them and little shits they're little shits you can call them little shits we're all adults here all right so we'll have to edit that out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I think. Um, I mean, obviously, there's there's some there's some level of personal responsibility in all of this um, for parents, especially. Uh, clearly, that's that is something that that um, that exists. Um, but the problem is that um, it's just, you know it's too easy to buy loot boxes ultimately or to buy in-game items like it's very easy once you've linked a card um it's incredibly easy to do that uh without much many kind of barriers unless you've set those up and which ash said rightly you know parents won't they might not be aware of those things or um have the inclination to do that um because it, for whatever reason um so uh there needs to be some form of regulation for it um i do think it's gambling i think it's actually um it's it's probably just as bad as most other gambling because it's not the same i, I disagree it's not the same as say like buying a packet of pokemon cards or Yu-Gi-Oh booster pack or whatever or even the little tiny you know the little tiny capsules you get in those 20p machines because mm. you get something of value out of those things ultimately even if it's crap right even if you get a pack of crap pokemon cards you get no shinies you get cards you can sell cards you can't do anything with fifa ultimate team cards they exist solely in the game you can't resell them you can't trade them so you have you have literally nothing that you can get value back on um and that's a problem because it it means that it's more akin to something like even worse something like you know going to a casino where you could put money in and effectively get nothing out of it now you could at least at a casino i guess you can you can win you know mm. you can make a load of money potentially it's, it's all a game of chance um but here there's it doesn't matter what you do uh or how you do it ultimately you will not get anything back from your purchase so that's the primary reason I think that it needs to be more heavily regulated. That, and as Reda said in the chat, it is predatory towards um, children, younger children. Adults do it as well. Let's be clear on that. You know, people, lots, lots of people have um, spent money on FIFA Ultimate Team who are who are adults. But um, obviously, if you're an adult, you're you're fully cognizant of, of what you're doing you might fall into addictive gambling behavior but you, you you are aware that you're spending money and that this is costing you know those funds are gone um a child doesn't know that but um yeah it's it's um i'm glad um there's more scrutiny being applied to it um in the uk the uk government have um they've been petitioned to include loot boxes in in the gambling act um 
uh, because it doesn't include it currently. So loot boxes just don't fall within the the purview of that legislation. Therefore, they're not at the moment gambling. Um, I think as of last year, they were considering uh, amending the Gambling Act to include them. But it's a process that's going to go on for a long, probably quite a while, because ultimately, you know, a lot of this stuff is going to be pretty intensely lobbied um because it makes you know the likes of ea and, and other companies an enormous amount of money i think the only saving grace is that actually if you look at the way that the industry is going and it has gone in the last couple of years loot boxes are being phased out pretty significantly and um developers are and, and publishers are leaning more towards the battle pass model and you know cosmetic purchase model where you know exactly what you're getting and therefore it's not gambling mm. at all because there's no chance in it you just there's x item and you pay for it um yeah so uh, that's good really the 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 last bastion is is pretty much ea at this point right because they have it here they have it in in madden as well i think um even in overwatch which kind of arguably sparked off the whole uh loot box um kind of trend you know overwatch 2 they dropped the model um and you just have a battle pass now so um yeah i think it needs needs to change it needs to be more tightly regulated um because i just don't really think there's that much of a place for it in games but you know ea especially will will we'll keep pushing for it not to be yeah yeah and it's also i say the i think it was muppet that was saying it in chat that you know the you know microsoft sony steam all the rest of them, they they all get a cut from all these loot boxes, you know, that are being bought on the console. So they're not going to exactly, you know, move quick to do anything. But I suppose another thing to sort of consider as well, you know, the the FIFA license is up this year, isn't it? Was it next year? Was it is it this year the last FIFA game from EA before it goes to Football um, Club? Yeah, I, I believe this, so. Yeah, I think this year might be the first. The first EA EA football football year, club. Yeah. It. So it's, it, it's like will because obviously now the FIFA license is 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 you know is coming to an end. How does that affect like Ultimate Team and the FIFA games? Do they get delisted because they no longer have the license to publish them? Will then all these these old FIFA Ultimate cards that people have been buying, the digital cards have been buying for these games, are they obsolete? Are they gone because? you'd no longer have the right to use them. I suppose that's something else to consider as well. It, it's Can they use them anymore? Are they going to be any good as people just spent hundreds of thousands, pounds, dollars on stuff that are now obsolete because the, the license has gone? I suppose that is something yeah. to think about. I think uh, I, uh, presumably there'll be a license holdover for a period un under the old games where, um, you know, they'll continue... To be able to use that license till the end of end of life of those games, mm. and in any case, you don't you don't carry over any ultimate team stuff from year to year, as far as I'm aware. As in, do they? You know, oh, right. I have no you, idea. If you get if you get your packs in FIFA 22, um, when you go to FIFA 23 and you do your ultimate team stuff, you you just start all over again, <laughs> which is even oh, worse, arguably. Jeez. So, um, yeah, so, um, and that, that's why people often, that's why a lot of these, uh, a lot of the FIFA games have such kind of long lives in terms of player population, because a lot of people are quite heavily invested at that point in terms of ultimate teams. So they'll just, they'll just keep going. Um, 
but uh yeah it's an interesting question um we'll see what happens mm. but get ready for for ea sports football club ultimate packs uh for the next FIFA, for the well not even the next fifa the next ea football game that's it yeah the next ea game we'll see we shall see all right let's uh let's move on to the next topic ubisoft reportedly closing down several european offices including ubisoft benelux and i'm pretty sure that studio was working on one of the official unofficial announced assassin's creed projects as well uh, this comes over from Insider Gaming. Uh, Ubisoft is reportedly closing down several European offices, including Ubisoft Deluxe. It, I think it's Benelux or something like that, but I can't pronounce it. At, at least that's what's alleged in an alleged email from the publisher, says. A part of the email, which includes a letter, was posted on the Reset Error forums earlier today. Thanks, Cremium. Bit of a weird name, okay. Going by the post posted snippet a number of subsidies in europe will be closed down due to the publisher facing challenges caused by external factors although ubisoft is said to be closing down various european offices the email only directly mentions it's being lux studio unfortunately the ubisoft Lux studio entity is subject to the intended closure with most of the employees departing as of 1st of april 2023 the alleged snippet reads we've included a snippet from the ubisoft letter as posted on the reset forums below as we all know the market is constantly evolving and as an organization we need to keep up with it at this time ubisoft is facing several challenges due to external factors such as the decline in sales volume of physical games in favor of digital sales the centralization of marketing by digitalizing digitalizing all our communication channels the shift from major retail releases to free to play mobile and seasonal games and less major physical shows to meet the challenges of the future, Ubisoft's management has decided to close a number of subsidiaries in Europe. Unfortunately, the Ubisoft Benelux entity is subject to the intended closure, with most employees departing the 1st of April. Due to the closure, Ubisoft BV will fully outsource the current distribution of physical games in the Benelux to a distributor to be announced later stage. Uh, are, we, are we surprised that um, you know, we're starting. We're seeing more layoffs and things like that. Um, businesses like Ubisoft, Take Two, Take Two is another one. You know, cutting staff down, closing studios, focusing more on you know the, the main projects like Assassin's Creed. Um, is is this something that is it a surprise to you guys? Is it something you expected to happen or? Is it uh, Eve's Gilmore's got too many lawsuits for sexual harassment? Uh, Sentinel, come to you first, sir. You know, I think Ubisoft has had a lot of problems. Um, and, I mean, them closing studios isn't really that surprising. Um, anytime, anytime the economy fluctuates heavily, you're going to see a lot of big tech companies. Um, and companies like this, um, you know, lay off people, close studios. It's just because they're preparing for the incoming recession. But for Ubisoft particularly, it's, it could be more than that. Um, you know, they've had sexual harassment um, problems. They've had issues where the upper management does not listen to lower management. Um, where they have, you know, the, there was an employee at a Q&A session that the boss of 
uh, Ubisoft held with all their employees, and the employees said we should be uh, setting trends, not chasing trends, and I think that's exactly right, especially with Ubisoft, and that's their problem. Um, that, of course, leads to things like this, where studios close because they're not selling enough games, they, they're not building enough hype behind their brands. Um, it's, it's, it's just one problem after another, and I absolutely believe that um, if the boss of Ubisoft would listen to his employees and they would really be much more they'd be much more efficient with their time and they would um, be a lot smarter with um, how they approach projects then you wouldn't see even during times like this where there's a there where there's that looming recession you there wouldn't be as many layoffs you know there might be some layoffs because you know it's gonna be harder to keep these people um, but there wouldn't be anywhere near as many as there have been it's just because Ubisoft hasn't gotten um, they haven't had their, and I, I referenced this before, they haven't had their Battlefront 2 moment. Like how Electronic Arts kind of, you know, they got their ass handed to them by Kathleen Kennedy and Disney over Battlefront 2's bullshit, which was, of course, microtransactions, loot boxes. At that point, they they said, okay, we made a mistake. They ran and made um, Jedi Fallen Order. And, of course, it was, a, it was a huge hit. It was single player. But my point is that Electronic Arts learned because they made a huge mistake they learned from it they moved forward and they're really trying to give us single player games which is that was their problem that was the biggest problem they're having ubisoft has a number of problems and until they have that moment where they finally say okay we've screwed up now we need to start creating solutions you're going to keep seeing problems like this i don't know if they're going to close any more studios but um it's like it's hard to say at this point because ubisoft might be gone within two or three years they might go the way of THQ. You remember back in the day, THQ made the Saints Row games, Red Faction, a whole bunch of other games, but they're no longer with us because they couldn't get ahead of their problems. And they couldn't find solutions to fix these problems. And because of that, they're gone. So if Ubisoft doesn't get ahead of these, they're going to be gone just like that. And it's going to be more than studios closing. It's going to be an entire publisher closing. Yeah, it, it just seems that... It's, they're so disorganized. They've had project after project after project cancelled. You know, they're being, you know, they're sort of in a position where they have to make skull and bones, which a game shouldn't even exist. You know, it was announced, it got delayed, got delayed, got delayed, should have just been cancelled, but they're obligated to make it because they receive money and they have to make it and put something out. So that's putting teams' time into a game that nobody actually wants. You know, you could see it when you watch the. Um, like the, the events that they had, and that like they almost like the fake smiles, like pretending how much they love these these games, and, and you know, and it's it's just it just seems that it's it's another I think nail in the coffin to get rid of management. Really, things yeah. need to change. I understand businesses have to adapt and change to you know to how things are going, uh, where the markets are going, and things, but. They've taken so many gambles on games, cancelled so much, and staff literally told you had to fix Ubisoft's problems, you know, instead of management taking responsibility and directing the company, putting all their onus on the staff anyway. It's, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's hard. It is hard. And it's a shame that all these people are going to, they're going to be out of work. Yeah. Digital games are becoming more and more, um, popular than buying a physical game and that's just only going to increase over time and eventually one day in the future would 
buying a physical game won't even exist anymore. Everything will be digital download, whether buying it on your phone, buying it on your watch, buying it on your console, buying it on your PC, and having instant access. That's you know that's the future we're going to. Yeah. Um, Luke, um, what what do you think? Is this is this something they could have avoided had they been managed a little bit better, or is this just a a natural thing for a company that size, or or even are they trying to maybe condense themselves a bit like Square Enix to maybe make themselves a bit more attractive for a sale? Maybe is that a possibility? Uh, I think that's a possibility. I mean, if you look uh, at um, these layoffs, um, you know, the Benelux office um, was based around distribution, as has been mentioned. Um, so physical game distribution, which is just going away, basically, or pretty significantly um, mm. decreasing in terms of its scope and its kind of pre- prevalence across gaming. So um, I don't think that's too much of a surprise and there will be other publishers that do exactly the same thing in that sense. Um, I suppose it's just more worrying because I think Ubisoft said um, we're also going to look at some other European subsidiaries, so not just this Benelux office, but but other ones as well. Um but yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I think every company, you know, uh, gaming companies in particular, many of them, as everybody knows, have started this process of of downsizing um, uh, just a bit uh, because they grew so heavily during COVID, and now you know the demand for games, even though it's very high, has dropped off uh, because naturally it would do, uh, mm. you know, after a after a pandemic. Um, uh, in, in its full course anyway um and also because economic headwinds are pretty significant so um companies have to be seen to be delivering efficiencies where they can without spending money and the way you do that is by cost cutting if you can do it um so they they're doing this it's not a pretty thing but it does happen um so um yeah, it's it's going to keep happening, I think. Um, and I think it just looks worse because it's Ubisoft doing it, you mm-hmm. know, and Ubisoft just haven't been doing well, generally speaking. So um, it's kind of another kind of tick in the box of Ubisoft not performing particularly well um, and having to make changes as a result. Uh, and there will probably be a lot more from them as well. We've already seen they're kind of doubling down into franchises for example like assassin's creed etc so uh we'll we'll see where they go with it but uh yeah it's it's not great over there at the moment um but uh all companies uh all gaming companies will be looking at stuff like this so yeah 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 no that's that's true because i've seen it isn't just ubisoft i think you know ubisoft's kind of got a bit more light on it with everything they've been going through recently and um, all you know, all the controversies coming out of the studio. So this is, it's to me, it's just like another, you know, another thing to stack on top of Ubisoft's shortfalls. But it's business at the end of the day. As I mentioned before, we're not probably not, we're not going to do this. Uh, read the news article, but Take Two as well are also scale scaling back, letting people go, um, reorganizing the business to even though they make hand over fist of money. You know, but um, it's just a part of business, I suppose. Ash, you being the the biggest Ubisoft fan I know, that's 
you know, you bleed purple last time I checked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you think? Do you think, again, is it something that could have been avoided? Is it something that was bound to happen? Um, Would a a change in leadership possibly have um, changed the outcome of this? I I definitely think a a leadership change would have probably... it, It may have always happened. It may be one of those things that was destined to happen... Not every game company will grow and profit and go from strength to strength forever. There's always a limit. There's always like a peak and then you drop off. You can only like, you can't ride that wave of success. Well, you can, I suppose, ride it for quite a while, but like there's always going to be a drop at some point. But the problem with Ubisoft is they trend chased way too much over the last few years. They went all in with Battle Royale games in the pandemic and like who thought do you know what we like 200 battle royale games we need nfts we need all that sort of crap it's just silly things and i can't they should have focused on the, the core franchises more but you say that other than assassin's creed like they've let um splinter cell die there's uh prince of persia they sort of half-arsed remastered that that that's gone away it's, now so yeah it's still not been released has it yeah it's no it, it's, sort of, it's, it's on indefinite hiatus now because it was so bad oh it's, ash you're gonna make me cry you're bringing up all these classics oh jesus <laughs> well, like ubisoft like used to be like great like ubisoft you'd get a ubisoft game you'd get a ton of content in the core game and then you'd get regular dlc packs and they 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 sort of went away from that in modern years. They they decided, you know what, we don't need to do our classic way. We need to be all in on like bending our players over and taking the money off them. And eventually, like I say, it's it's going to bite them in the arse. What can you do though? Like I say, they've they've had a, a, some great games. They've got some great sort of classics. But they always make weird mistakes. Look at that Scott Pilgrim versus the world where they delisted it when everyone wanted it back. I mean, they mm. finally did bring it back, but they did a, they they made it a new a brand new version of it that I had to buy again, even if you own the original. They've yeah. lost the way with a lot of games. I mean, I I really enjoy the new Assassin's Creed, and I know other people in our group didn't, but I thought like for a game though maybe not the best assassin's creed game in terms of like the assassin story and stuff but from a game it handled and played great the combat was fantastic the only downside to it was there was a lot of open world guff lots of um too many hidden items and collectibles but their release strategy for that they released the main game they released a season pass the season pass ended they released another standalone DLC, and then they've released a load of free DLCs like every quarter for the last sort of two years, plus cosmetics that don't affect the game and stuff like that in the store you can buy. And they've also given away loads of free sort of cosmetics and items and stuff for it through that horrible Uplay app. But they don't seem to want to do that with their other a lot of their other franchises. They've been like clout chasing. Like... I think Skull and Bones could have been a great game if it wasn't multiplayer only. 
And they could they, why they didn't brand it around Black Flag, I don't know. You could have literally spun that off with the Assassin's Creed name on Black Flag, which is one of the most popular Assassin's Creed games, and made it a, a pirate game like that. But they didn't. They decided we want it to be all multiplayer only. And that's that's where they've gone. They've sort of turned the back on the things that made them popular. And a lot yeah. of companies do that. They get big, they do great things, or they do a lot that people want, and then they do the total opposite. EA have done it, and then EA have sort of started to write that ship with like um, the Dead Space remake and the Star Wars mm. Jedi games. But we were saying the same thing about EA a couple of years ago, a handful of years ago. But um, I, 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 I hope Ubisoft survives in one way or another. I hope they don't honestly get gobbled up and just sort of torn apart. But I'd also like the franchises to go elsewhere. Like I said, I'd love to see Splinter Cell come back and not mobile. Like, yes, mobile games make a lot of money, but don't do Sam Fisher dirty by putting him in another team-based mobile shooter game. Like, just give us a Splinter Cell game. Re-release the old Splinter Cell games. Remaster them. We're in we're in the age of everyone overspending and paying full price for remastered games. I mean, THQ have got the right idea, or the new THQ. They they re-released Risen the other month. I did it, I put a review up the other day on the website. Mm. It's not even different. They haven't even improved it. They've just slapped it out again with a new <laughs> achievement list and only for modern consoles. No, and charging 25 quid for it. Bring out their old games, like re-release all the old ones that you can't get anymore and sort of they, they need to sort of get the policy right. Less sexual assaults and less like pushing people to suicide and all that sort of shit. Sort their house out and treat the staff better and then give them a bit of freedom instead of forcing them to make Battle Royale games and stuff that you're then never going to see the light of day. Yeah. I don't. I, I, it seems to be happening everywhere. I don't get this um, current trend of we're going to finish games and finish movies and finish shows and then just bin them because we can't. We don't think it'd be worth releasing them. It's it's mm. crazy. So, yeah. I, T, Stubbs has put THQ the Embracer effect. It, it, it's it works though in a way. Like I'd like to see more of their retro stuff. Do you know what I mean? So. I don't know, but it's on a slippery slope that they, they've got chance to write, get the ship back on course away from the rocks, but will they do it or will the, the leadership still be like, now nah, I'm steering this ship in the right direction. It's all the crew on top that are driving us into the rocks, not me. <laughs> that's probably how it's going to end. They'll all be drowning and there'll be that one little bit of, of wood and they'll be like, God damn, it's all those staff's fault. God. Screwed screwed us again, screwed us again. I wonder if, if maybe the, the possibility is that they sell some of this IP off. Obviously, they're never going to let the likes of Splinter sell or you know Assassin's Creed go, but they've got all this other IP that they have that you say they're not that, even really using anymore. You sold off Tomb Raider. I mean... Yeah. You never know. Never say never. If, if a company's desperate, and Ubisoft have been very anti-being purchased in the past, they've they actively fought against it. That maybe that maybe they would sell off their like unused franchises as such, just to focus on the money-making ones that are out now. Did they make Rainbow Six. Yeah, 
Yeah, so like Rainbow Six, which they, they do a good job in Rainbow Six. That's still going strong. But the problem they've got is they can't make one as good as that. The the What is it? Rainbow Six? Extraction. No, before that, the one before it. Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, they can't make one as good as Siege at the moment. Admittedly, you know what they? You know what they need to do? They need to sell. The best. They need oh. to sell Rainbow Six to uh, PlayStation because, seeing as they're not going to make SOCOM, they might as well have Rainbow Six. Yeah, they won't make it. Though. They won't make it because then, then they've got a competitor to um, Call of Duty, and you can't have that in PlayStation. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. We can't. We, Jim Ryan's already told us we can't compete with it. We need Call of Duty. Yeah, we need yeah. it to save us. And Jim's there on the front lines like a lion, fighting for us. Remember that, everyone. <laughs> he's going to the CMA and he's pulling out Hayes out of his pocket and going, "Look, this is all we've got. We've got Hayes. Yeah. We need Call of Duty." And then hey, that's why. Hey, that's, that's literally why. The CMA are against the deal because he's and the FTC. He whipped out a copy of Hayes and made him play it for half an hour. And they're like, Jesus Christ, this is shit. Off he said, Hey, is he no, Hayes? Like, really straw. I like, why the fuck's he got hay in his pockets? <laughs> Feeding him like a horse. <laughs> he made him suffer that, and then he made him suffer the last kill zone game for another half an hour. And they're like, No, we can't take it. You can keep COD. We'll fight for you. Please, please stop. Oh, my God. Kill, kill, last kill zone was good. No, it wasn't. Shad, Shad, was it Shadowfall it was called, I think? Yeah. It was, the release, it was good. PS4 launch game. That was good. You played from multiple perspectives. That's a good game. Uh, you know what? I mean, um, I liked Killzone Shadowfall when it first came out because it was fast-moving and shit, but in retrospect, it wasn't that good. So, I, When are they bringing back that other one? What's that other one? Resistance. Where's that? I want a Resistance game. A new no, one. You'll never, you'll never see Resistance again. Yeah, you'll see Forspoken 2 before you see Resistance. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> oh, God. That is a scary thought. Scary thought. <laughs> hey, hey. You've got two years exclusivity on that bad boy. You enjoy Forspoken. Oh, you've got Jesus. A long time. oh <laughs> not a game I'm going to play at all. It's, you know, don't get me wrong. Some of the people they've got writing it, the good writer, Gary Witter, good writer. George R. R. Martin, you know, look what he did on Elden Rings. I think he had a bit of a hand in Forspoken, didn't he? Was it was it Forspoken he had a hand in as well? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Ryan will probably say he did. Yeah. Jim the Lion, you know, he'll protect us. God God bless you, Jim. God bless you. So I've got posts um, from a woman. Didn't Gary Witter complain about Forspoken in the end? Like that they... um, I think he outlined them like the script, so like a rough story, but then they ended up like changing the vast majority of it. So he was like, well, that's why it is how it is. Um, yeah. And he didn't he yeah. didn't actually write, you know, what what, what was left in no. the final game. But still got his name pinned to it. <laughs> <laughs> Must be terrible, yeah. though, if you're like a writer like that. Same like film writers, you write a, um, a really good script, it's great. And then they butcher it, but they leave your name attached to it, and everyone's like, "This is yeah. shit." You're like, oh god. Yeah. But but if anyone out there does have six copies of a forspoken um, steel book, feel free to send one my way. I haven't got one, so may as well. I said they were fine. No, no one I know 
has gone. 15, 15 minutes after the podcast, the Forspoken devs will contact you. Hey, we have like 300 copies. If you wear a t-shirt, every single podcast, we'll send them to you. I, hey, they sent me 300 <laughs> copies. I'll wear a t-shirt. I'll wear a cap. We'll put gameplay footage on, and I'll give one to every listener every single week if they really wanted. BMG, <laughs> BMG will even get a Forspoken tattoo. That's it. Right on his Oh, head. I'm not going that far. Oh, hell no. <laughs> that prime retail not... merchandise advertising space up there. If, if if Marvel Snap sent me my T-shirt and hat, the bastards, I would get the Marvel Snap logo tattooed on my arse cheek. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, better Marvel Snap, I think, than Forspoken. If we were sponsored by Forspoken, we'd be losing like 100 subscribers a day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, oh that, Jesus. That game was DOA. Yep. Yeah, it's too bad. All right, we'll get uh, get through these last two topics, and then we'll go into video game twenty questions. I'm saving the best one for last. It'd be cool to get uh, everyone's point view view on it. Uh, we'll get through this one quickly. It's not not really much of a discussion, just uh, uh, more of an update for everyone on the PlayStation side. PlayStation 5's latest system update, including Discord support, is rolling out globally thank god for that this comes from jordan midler over at vgc um playstation 5's latest system update is rolling out globally today bringing discord support to the playstation 5 console the update also adds vr support for players using the 1440p resolution and new ux features to the console after updating players can join discord voice chat direct from their ps5 consoles as well as use the share screen functionality across ps5 and discord that'll be quite a handy feature actually i think we'll have to have a mess with that see see if we can get some out to that to work on a live show maybe uh, data transferring between PS5 to PS5, manually uploading game catches to the PlayStation app using voice commands to capture video clips and the ability to sort and filter games when adding them to the game list has also been updated as part of the rollout. Uh, well, it's about time Discord kind of came to the PlayStation 5 side of everyone because didn't they buy shares like a stake into discord and they like sort of were the first to announce it the discord come in and yet xbox got it fully integrated first um discord is anybody any mm. use going to use this on your console are you going to try and catch some game footage and share that way that's actually interesting discord because who's watching it on our discord for one and Discord's like super limited in the amount you can put up without paying. But mm. Discord chat is great because like we can be in a Discord chat on our Discord and you can be on Xbox, PC or PlayStation all playing but in the same chat, which is great. It's like cross-play chat but for every game. So I definitely use that. It's great for like recording as well if you're streaming. It means mm. we can group stream without having to faff around with all the audio settings and stuff like that. Nice. Um, but for captures, I, I just use the, the standard capture stuff. It works fine. I don't think you need to have any more sort of options. Yeah. I, it, I suppose someone will want it, but me personally, other than the, the party chat, it, it's no big deal to me. No, no, I'm sure VRR's only just dropped as well. I thought that that came last year to the console. I think it has, but it's up to a better resolution now. 
Right. Ah, uh, right. I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought the one today was just for fourteen forty. What, what was the fourteen forty p one that was introduced? The thing from it. Uh, they, yeah, the VR. Yeah, the update also adds VRR yeah. support for players using the fourteen forty p resolution. Yeah. yeah, so it's already there. It just wasn't there if you were playing at fourteen forty p. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, Sentinel, using some of your, some of you are going to use because you obviously play on the PlayStation more now. I hope. Um. I mean, it's not something I really thought about before, but um, the fact that I can, if I want to, you know, that's great. I know we, I know, um, you know, XPN. We have our own uh, Discord, um, and the fact that you can have this, um, and like Ash said, you know, you can be playing uh, different games, but you can all be through the through the chat through your system. Um, you know, that's great. Um, it's great to have, and I'm sure as I get used to it, as I, as I see how other people are really using it. I'll probably use it more too, you know. Um, it's it's great that PlayStation gives you this option. Um, you know, one of my biggest gripes, obviously, with Xbox is that they don't let you do the YouTube thing. Like, you can't live stream on YouTube. And, of course, you can on PlayStation. So having another thing like Discord where you can, um, you know, link it to your console and you can be chatting with people on your Discord, um, it's great. You know, it's great to have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's def- definitely something, you know, it's good to have. Um, and hopefully uh, we will see some better integrations as time goes on with other other software. But uh, right, we'll move on to the last topic. Uh, that was just a small one, really. But uh, it's interesting to know if anyone is does only play PlayStation and have friends on other consoles, you can now all um, talk together while playing games because a lot of games now has the cross-platform, uh, cross-play and that, so you'll be able to play games as well. Uh, right. Last topic, we thought I'd save this one for last. Sony blasts Microsoft's Xbox Activision deal with a range of bizarre claims. This comes from Jez Corden over at Windows Central. Uh, the UK competitions regulator known as the CMA just published its latest round of responses from Microsoft and Sony in regards to the big Activision deal. Microsoft is trying to purchase Activision Blizzard for a mammoth $69 billion, even though I thought it was it 68.9, you know. Uh, I think they just rounded it up to make it easier. Com- competition regulators across the world have been examining the deal and what impacts it could have on the video game industry. The vast majority of parties involved are in favour of the deal, including Activision shareholders, labour unions, and even Microsoft's competitors like NVIDIA, Tencent, and one notable exception, of course, is Sony. PlayStation, which has been putting out a lot of the stops and trying to get the deal blocked. As part of the regulatory process, the CMA just published some of the responses from Microsoft and Sony. Microsoft have offered Sony an unprecedented and legally binding 10-year deal for Call of Duty, complete with content and feature parity. Microsoft has also offered the same deal to Steam for PC, NVIDIA GeForce Now, Cloud Gaming, and Nintendo Switch all of which currently lack the popular shooter. Despite being legally binding with Office of Third-Party Oversight, some Microsoft, something Microsoft had to do with LinkedIn in the past, Sony still isn't happy. Sony claims that Microsoft hasn't made any attempt to engage with it over the details of the deal, which is odd considering Microsoft repeatedly and publicly has offered the legally binding deal to Sony for Call of Duty. In the in- 
intervening period, Microsoft has not shown any real commitment to reaching a negotiated outcome. They have dragged their feet, engaged only when they sense the regulatory outlook darkening, and favoured negotiating with the media over engaging with SIE. And I can't read anymore because my phone's just crashed and I can't get the rest of the article. Ah, well, that's that screwed that one. <laughs> Uh, oh, hang on one second. Uh, yeah, sorry, my phone's crashed. I've only got a bit of it stuck on the screen. But the kind of the main comment that was made by Sony uh, really was Sony has bizarrely claimed that Microsoft will intentionally introduce bugs into the PlayStation versions of Activision games to undermine its business. Uh, so, um, the claims made by Sony, you know, accusing Microsoft of not actually engaging them, which I believe, I think it was both Activision and Microsoft came out and said, so, you know, Uncle Jimmy refused to answer the phone to him, you know, just wouldn't, wouldn't pick up. He was, you know, too busy with the regulators or whatever he was doing. Um, and now making acquisition, um, accusations that Microsoft are going to intentionally bug the game, crash the game, make it run like utter crap on the console. Um, come on, Luke, we'll go to you first. I know you're dying to to talk about <laughs> acquisitions and that, you know. I can, yeah. I, can, I can hear your heart beating, racing for it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Love it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I read uh, it, it's cool that they published them today, actually. Uh, be, um, so they published Sony's response to the remedies, and then also Microsoft's uh, response to the to the remedies proposed by the CMA. I should say, not not the remedies, because we don't know what they'll be yet. Um, so yeah, I read I read both of those um, earlier this afternoon, and um, it's just, I mean, it just is what it is at this point, isn't it? You know, I think. Like, I don't. Um, I think it's it's a bit it's it's just a bit frustrating now uh, with people kind of getting themselves whipped up over it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it, what what will be with this deal is what will be. Whatever the regulators decide, and then whatever Microsoft um, do or do not attempt to do after that is is up to them. So there's no influence that we can have on it, or that any anybody can have apart from Microsoft. The lawyers, Sony, and their lawyers, and the regulators, essentially. Um, obviously, you know, if you look at the the um, responses to the remedies, Microsoft are very much in the camp of we don't agree, CMA, with any of the <laughs> remedies you proposed, and we think behavioural remedies would be absolutely fine. And Sony just kind of go and slap the CMA on the back in their notice and go, yeah, great job. We completely agree with everything you've said. And here are some reasons why we agree, um, which is like, I mean, it's not rocket science to expect that. Do you know what I mean? From, from both parties, of course, they're going to vehemently agree or disagree with the CMA because they're trying to suit their own self-interest. Um, I think there's some ridiculous points in Sony's. Um, I think there's some pretty points in microsoft's as well um the one that the, the sony one that's going around i think is slightly taken out of context um even even i mean it's it's a bit stupid even within context but um <laughs> but it, it is taken out of context because people miss the preceding paragraph 
And in the preceding paragraph, they say essentially, and this isn't verbatim, but what, what they say is basically um, a, a, a license slash, you know, broader contract wouldn't be, wouldn't be great um, because when Microsoft owns Activision Blizzard, um, it will need to make choices internally about how it allocates resources to developing a PlayStation version of Call of Duty. And even if Microsoft are, you know, completely straight fair down the line, they might be incentivized to prioritize an Xbox version over a PlayStation version, much in the same way, I suppose, that, you know, some developers prioritize a PlayStation 5 version because they have marketing with it slash it's the biggest user base, right? Um, and they then follow that on with this point about bugs. And it's not them. They don't say we think that Microsoft might introduce deliberate, you know, it deliberately introduce bugs um, to degrade the PlayStation version. But what they say is that, you know, it follows from the preceding paragraph that if Microsoft were to prioritize the Xbox version, then it might be the result of that. The PlayStation version would be inferior in some way. And, and their whole... The whole, the whole context for that is them trying to tell the CMA that, look, it doesn't matter if Microsoft offer to, to monitor, you know, the contract or the license or whatever, because how could, they can't possibly monitor how Microsoft allocates internally its resources mm. for Call of Duty and its development of the series. Like, there's just no way of doing that. So that's the point that we're making. Agree or disagree with that, however yeah. you want. Um, uh, nonetheless, it's it's what I would, I wouldn't classify it as ridiculous so much as it's quite spurious you know it's quite a, a bold claim to make that microsoft would um deprioritize the playstation version in that way um such that you know bugs would be introduced uh it, through just the natural course of things i don't really think that that doesn't necessarily follow it's it's very the causal link between all that stuff so like um it's so abstract that it's almost just kind of significantly hypothetical if you if that makes sense yeah so it's it's a bit of a weird claim uh and i can see why it's been picked up on by people but um yeah the, the context is somewhat important nonetheless as i said even with the context it doesn't really make a great deal of sense um or, no but it's not particularly convincing even with the context um which is um, similar to, you know, most of the claims that Sony make in their remedies and also some of the claims that Microsoft make in theirs, which are obviously very uh, kind of just overlook to some extent um, certain, you know, certain things about contracts or, or behavioral remedies generally that can be circumnavigated. Not that I think Microsoft would do that, but obviously they're not going to focus on that. They're going to focus on saying this is a great idea. So, um, yeah, I mean they are what they are really it's nothing more to say about them um but uh it's good to see it in public because it's entertaining at the very least oh yeah oh yeah yeah i i just i just hope with ftc side of stuff it goes to court and it ends up on court tv so we can all watch it i want another johnny depp and a amber heard sort of type situation in court you know Jimmy sat on the stand pulling faces while it's quite, it'd be funny, it'd be hilarious. Uh, but has your uh, opinion sort of changed on chances of the deal going through now? Are you more 
positive it going through, or is, is it kind of, that kind of dropped a bit more because CMA still doesn't seem to be budging like the EU is, or unchanged? Um, I'd say uh, I'm a little bit more positive than I was uh, a couple of months ago. Um, I, I mean, since I kind of had my initial, well, not my initial, but my updated thoughts about it in terms of success chances, mm. um, which were quite quite low a few months ago, um, it has picked up somewhat, but really not much has changed in that time because the you know the EU um, Commission, you know, by through all sources, seemed to be willing to accept behavioural remedies, but they were always kind of even early days expected to accept those. Um, mm. So hearing that news doesn't really change it. It will all come down to the CMA, to be frank, because I think that the EU will let it slide with some contractual stuff. Um, I just wonder if uh, they might want something contractually, the EU, that's perhaps beyond what Microsoft are currently willing to give, in which case that might be difficult. But um but I, I think probably agree there. FTC in that aspect, I mean, that's going through the administrative law judge at the moment. So um, there's still a while to go on it and things can change pretty rapidly there. And and to be honest, I think Microsoft have a pretty good chance of being able to push it through on that end just because of the the litigation methods that are open to them in the US yeah. as compared to the EU and the and the UK. So really it, it all comes back to the CMA. So um I'm a bit more optimistic, but I'm still pretty hesitant to say I think it's likely because you just don't know with the CMA. Like uh, they said in their in their notice they don't think the circumstances for behavioural remedies exist in this case. You know, which I, I don't know how you can get any plainer than that. I did see from a uh a, a um a law report that I had access to um the other day that um uh the CMA when the CMA had their hearing with Microsoft which was I think last week or it might have been earlier this week actually um mm. a big part of their discussion was apparently about behavioral remedies um but I don't think that really lends any credence one way or the other as to whether the CMA will accept it, because of course Microsoft would bring up that they want that they think behavioural remedies are fine, and the CMA of course would talk about them. But I don't know if that suggests that the CMA are open to them or not. Um, so I think the default is it's just the same position. But let's see. It's, we don't have to wait too long now, and then we'll we'll see. That's it. We'll we'll soon all have our answers. Did Jim defend us? Has he protected us PlayStation gamers and saved us from Microsoft taking over the world? Or does it go the other way? We'll soon find out. Uh, Sentinel, well, what about yourself? Uh, obviously, with, with what Luke said, putting stuff a bit in a bit more context, do you think is, is his PlayStation just trying to last, last attempts to you know send more than PS5s and PSVR2s over to the CMA to keeping their good graces. Uh, does Uncle Jimmy need to do a bit more dancing and less crying to win him over? Well, I think, you know what, I think Jim Ryan needs to stop um, trying to prevent this from going through. And he needs to extend his hand and say, okay, Phil, let's uh, do business. That's what he needs to do. Because the biggest problem that PlayStation has, and keep in mind, I love the brand. I've been a fan of the brand for over 20 years. The biggest problem that the brand has 
is Jim Ryan is a great businessman, but he's not a gamer. So it's it's kind of like if you have someone running a seafood joint and they don't like seafood, how the hell are they going to know what's good and what's not as far as what's on the menu? You know, that's why Jim Ryan doesn't really understand how gamers think and he doesn't really care. He runs it like a business. He doesn't run it like like a game company. And he absolutely needs to run PlayStation like a game company. Part of that is whenever your competitors say, hey, 10 years, the most profitable uh, first-person shooting game on the planet, you know, we want to ensure that for 10 years, guaranteed, it's going to be on your platform. You know, you don't cry and whine and moan about it. You shake his hand. And you say, okay, let's let's go hash out the details. Then you have things like uh, some of those older Call of Duty games will be on PlayStation Plus, just like they'll be on Game Pass. Um, it's like don't try to keep the deal from going through because right now it's in his best interest before that window closes because the window could close and they could offer them less tomorrow than they're offering them today. He needs to say, okay, let's go work out the details today. Let's figure this out rather than trying to fight and keep it from going through because it's going to go through. You know, um, there's no reason why it shouldn't because Xbox is pretty much including everybody in the Call of Duty brand. So him resisting it just makes no sense, even from a business standpoint. Not even talking about gaming, just from a business standpoint. You know, um, I understand that probably the board of directors has expressed to him that they don't want this deal to go through. But I mean, if that's the case, then. You know, if the board of directors could be replaced, I say it would make sense to replace them because they don't have, they don't have the um, the wants and needs of their customers at heart. It's like they're not prioritizing them. You know, they're, it's like it's kind of detrimental to the whole situation. It's prolonging it. It's like um, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, you have guaranteed ten year, um, you know, Call of Duty games on your console. And them saying, oh, it's going to be, you know, our, the the Call of Duty games on our, on our consoles, it's going to be sabotaged or this or that. That's a piss poor excuse. You know, that that's, that's, it's like, that just makes no sense because it's like Microsoft is investing $67 billion, right? And if they're putting it on PlayStation and they're putting it on Xbox and I, I want, I want, because everyone's talking about Game Pass. So think about it like this. Let's say someone has a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series X, right? And they can play it on PlayStation, or they can play it on Xbox through Game Pass, and they subscribe $5 a month. So they play Call of Duty. Call of Duty campaigns are like five or six hours anyway. So you play it, you've paid for the $5 on Game Pass, and then you're like, okay, I'm done with it. Versus you buy it on PlayStation for $70. So which one makes more sense for them to make $5 on Xbox or $70? on um, PlayStation. It makes no sense to say that they would sabotage that version. I mean, hell, if anything, they're going to want the PlayStation version to be better than the Xbox version because it's guaranteed $70 and it will not be on Game Pass because PlayStation doesn't have Game Pass. So that whole argument goes right out the window. They want PlayStation's version to be spectacular so that people part with their $70 because they want that $67, they want that $67 billion back. Microsoft isn't investing it just to throw it into the wind. They want that money to come back through people investing in their brands, and that includes buying high-quality Call of Duty titles on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a fair, fair comment. Plus, obviously, Xbox, Microsoft have also offered to, in this 10-year deal to put it in the um, play, 
PlayStation Plus subscription service as well. If if the yeah. Onyx is running Game Pass, I'd probably that's I'd say in a way that's an incentive. But obviously, PlayStation might look at it as well. It's not really an incentive because we want people to spend the seventy dollars because we want yeah. our you know we want the you know the thirty percent cut out of it because obviously it's probably where they make a lot of money. Um, yeah. I can't remember what show I was listening to today, and they were sort of saying that. Probably Microsoft does the same. A lot of the money they're making off these thirty percent cuts are just going straight back into game development to help work on the, you know, first party games or yeah, you know, more more games for Game Pass or PlayStation Plus or uh, well, yeah. And you and you look you look at like um you look at Microsoft's budget versus Sony's budget. Microsoft is the parent company of Xbox. Sony is the parent company of PlayStation. Microsoft has so much more money. So if they're making less money back, it's not going to be as critical of an issue for Microsoft as it is for Sony, for PlayStation. You know, they're going to need it to be more profitable on PlayStation so that Sony feels like it's a mutually beneficial partnership. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's yeah, Jim, Jim Ryan's doing, doing his job by fighting it to the bitter end. I do still personally think that the deal's going to go through. Um, yeah. A bit less so, from, you know, like say from six months ago, but um, I still do think that we are going to see the deal go through. Uh, but we'll just wait and see. What about yourself? Where where are you? Are you more for it going through? Have you? Is your like percentage wise increased, or are you still about the same as you were a couple of months ago? Um, I'd say we're probably at about eighty five percent of it going through, and. Keep in mind, anytime, anytime there's any type of um, PlayStation made a lot of PlayStation made a lot of claims, and I'm glad to see that that's going to come out in court because it's like anytime you make a claim like that, um, there is a good chance that you are going to have to back it up with facts, with evidence in court, and of course that's what the judge said. So it's like PlayStation shouldn't have made any of these claims unless they could back up everything in court, everything that they were claiming, they should have just assumed that, oh, we're, we're going to be able to um, say this or say that, and a judge somewhere isn't going to say prove it, you know? Mm. Now, of course, Microsoft is a huge company. Um, you know, they've his- historically, the United States government has given uh, Microsoft a lot of shit through the years. So, obviously, they have honed and refined their legal, um, how they approach legal battles. And I think they were much more prepared for this than PlayStation was because PlayStation didn't expect it to be end up like this where a judge was saying, hey, you know. But I I feel like the Microsoft legal team knew what they were going to ask for. They just had to wait for the right opportunity. And because of that, um, essentially it could catch PlayStation with their pants down because they were making these wild claims and now they're having to prove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's very fair comment. Ash, you've not... We are, we haven't had uh, your rant this this week so far. Probably saving it for tomorrow. But what do you think? Is this uh, are you are you more positive, less positive on the deal going through? Uh, comments made by Sony. Do you think they hold any weight at all, or do you, do you think just Jim Ryan's getting a bit upset? You know, honestly, I think right, these yeah. are the 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 most stupid comments they've made so far. Like <laughs> the whole like. We're gonna to get to the last boss, and then they're gonna bug it out. It's gonna glitch away. They're gonna screw PlayStation players over, so everyone buys Xbox. 
it sounds that sounds like you're having a fight with your ex. It's getting a bit petty. Whereas before, admittedly, a lot of it was a load of tosh, but it it made more sense. It was a better argument. It feels like do you know when you when you see people argue, literally like that Johnny Depp case where like it started off sort of semi sort of serious, and then by end mm. they were laughing at each other's. Um, legal support when they were just getting stuff when they were shouting hearsay to their own blooming objections to their own blooming case and then they're um this this is where they start bringing in like the weirdos and they're like oh this is uncle jim's neighbor's sister's brother and he's gonna put some evidence (laughs) about what's going on and he says that they're gonna glitch it out and stuff and he happens to like smell like piss and have a, a tinfoil hat on. <laughs> but it's just funny. I, I love listening to it. I'm getting a bit bored of it now. I want it to have a go through or not because it's no matter what happens, it's detrimental to Xbox. It's been detrimental to Xbox. There's definitely put the back burner on probably other projects, other possible acquisitions. Um, all sorts of stuff. I, I think they're holding stuff back because they're trying to look like the underdog and they can't be like, oh, we're poor Microsoft. We've only got like 3% of the market share when they're pumping out all sorts of cool stuff. So it's detrimental to me as a gamer. I want the best of the best. I want everything. Stop holding it back. Buy more people. This Activision deal is just holding it all up. But that whole thing from PlayStation about glitching and putting the worst version out and stuff is a load of shit. But also, Microsoft saying, well, you can put it in PlayStation Plus is all well and good, but Sony's going to have to pay a premium for that. They ain't going to give them Call of Duty for free. They're going to have to pay that sweet, sweet fee. And then Xbox can be like, well, we said you could have it in PS Plus, but we're going to lose all those sales based on... All, all the arguments PlayStation has for putting games into subscription services day one because it's going to cannibalize sales and stuff. They're like, well, it's going to cannibalize our COD sales on PlayStation, so you need to pay us a huge chunk of cash. So it that doesn't benefit Sony like at all in re, in real terms. They're still going to be paying Microsoft. Microsoft's still going to make money. So I can see why they're not that fussed about being offered PS Plus in... Um, like for Call of Duty, it's it's an odd one. Um, I did see that, that that Lulu from Activision has spoken out today, um, and she said that the CEO of SIE answered uh, the question uh, of why are they refusing it, and that in his words, and this is what she's typed and posted on the internet, in his words, I don't want a new Call of Duty deal, I just want to block your merger. Now that's some uh, that's some big words to post on your thing saying that's in his words. So if he hasn't said that, that's some massive slander. But if he has said that, it just adds to the whole sort of spitting your dummy out, petty child sort of thing, throwing a wobbler like it looks like Sony's doing. And every time you watch it, it gets more and more silly. Basically, if she if she posts a sworn affidavit on Twitter saying that. That he actually said that I think some people are going to shit themselves. Yeah, well, that's what she she has literally put that she's she put a picture up about um it was she retweeted Tom Warren who said um about the CMA that Microsoft could release a buggy version of Call of Duty on PlayStation, 
and she's put Microsoft offered Sony um, a 10 year agreement on far better terms than Sony would ever get from us, meaning Activision. Uh, we've also offered Sony guaranteed long term access to Call of Duty, but they keep refusing. Why? And then she followed up with what I just said the, mm. the fire. <laughs> I mean, even if he did, I mean, there though. <laughs> Not surprising, is it? Like, no, no, well, <laughs> no, honest, I respect, no. I respect it more. Uh, for him to just be like, "Look, I'm not, I'm not interested." I mean, that's that's what he's. Look, he's a director of SIE. It's in his duty. It's his duty. It's his legal duty to do things in the best interest of the company. And and yeah. the the Microsoft buying Activision is not in the best interest of Sony. Oh, like no, no matter which way you spin it. So. Um, you know, I think he's just fulfilling his his fiduciary duty, saying I don't want another deal. Uh, I just don't want this to happen. Fair play. Even bringing in cousin Jimmy Junior, who stinks of piss and wears a tinfoil hat. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like, though. It, it's the start. It, it start. It's stopping to be about the facts. I don't think it was ever really about the facts, but it sounded more like official and sort of like business like and now it's starting to get to like two drunk dads fighting at a fucking sports game <laughs> it's getting pathetic now oh. alright you know what at, at E3 this year Phil Spencer and Jim Ryan need to like fight each other inside a fucking one of those hot tubs or some shit just duke it out yeah, it's like that the house <laughs> keeps getting drunk at the football games. Yeah, those in, those inflatable fucking those inflatable fucking tubs you know, you know what I'm talking about the inflatable things they got on Twitch just gladiators. Yeah. yeah, they just need to like duke it out. Whack the shit out of each other. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we do it a bit more. We both give them those um, the Klingon swords, and they fight to the death. The winner gets cod. There the you go. Is, there you go. The thing is, you Bill know King, that Jim Ryan. Jim. You know that Jim Ryan would win this. He'd win. He'd win any battle with Phil Spencer because Jim Ryan is completely ruthless. He has and like a 10th degree Phil's, black belt and tank pseudo or some shit, yep. Phil Spencer's too nice. <laughs> Phil Spencer's too, like, kind of laid back. So Jim Ryan will go for the eyes and stuff. He, he's, maybe he's, maybe uh, he'd get Sarah Bond to summit in to fight for him. You never know. Uh, yeah, he, yeah Bobby, Bobby, Bobby could no. fight for it. Bob, he'd, he'd oh, have, oh, Bobby and Jim Ryan would have a proper scrap. Yeah, they'd have a... He, he'd yeah, have Todd I, I Howard. Call that one. I Bobby's call into that sexual one. assault. He'll fucking rip Jim Ryan apart. He'll have I, yeah, I think he, Bobby would win that, actually. He'd have Todd Howard in there because Todd Howard can walk on water, so you know it'd be a lot easier. <laughs> Todd Howard would come, come in at 24 frames per second across Jim Ryan. 4K60, right. baby. 4K60. It's coming. Right. All you non-believers... I'll have all your apologies in writing. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> right, well. uh, I think I think that's enough CMA talk. Obviously, we're running over our usual time, so let's play video game twenty questions. Seeing we have four of us on the panel, uh, for anyone that uh, doesn't know the rules of twenty questions, uh, the panel has twenty questions to guess the game that I have written down here. Um, the last question has to be the name of the game. If they suggest they ask a game and it's wrong any time through the questioning, they automatically lose. Uh, not allowed to use phones, computers. Got to use that old nug in there to uh, dig deep into your mind palaces to... Uh, figure out what this game is and i can only answer yes or no if there's something a bit sticky i can be a bit 
uh, lenient on it and and you know and i've got all my information sent in all before we go back onto the bioshock not being sci-fi crap. yeah don't i'm worry. still traumatized from the bioshock episode don't worry don't worry um <laughs> I've, I've got all the info that i need i've researched it i should be fine so without further ado and i'll tell you what let's knock that off now let's get us all those beautiful people back up uh, so let the questioning begin Hmm. Well, let me see. Um, was this game released on traditional consoles or handheld consoles? Well, I can only answer yes or no. Okay. So, I don't think that's going to help you. <laughs> okay, well, all right. So was this game released at all on handheld consoles? No. Good. Very good. We're all supposed to be asking here, right? Oh, we need to ask. Uh, let's see what gen we're on. Um, what are we tenth gen? Yeah, well, I will, yeah. I'm trying to think what what gen we are on. Because I think gen I think eighth nine, gen is. Uh, yeah, I think eighth gen is PS3. So. Okay. Well, if that is correct, is it um, is it a game from Gen Eight, i.e., PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Sixty? Yes. Cool. Okay, that it's narrows it down Marvel to like snap. five thousand. Right? <laughs> Was it an exclusive game to a platform? Yeah. No. Okay. Oh, God, that the marry down, doesn't it? <laughs> huh. Okay. Um, was it um, was it a a shooter, either first person or third person? Yes. It's a shooter, and it's not exclusive. Well. When we say shooter, let's say the shooting mechanics that might make it easier than. Yeah, I mean, I technically, first or, first or third person includes games from like Call of Duty to something like Gears of War. Even fun. though I know you said it's not exclusive, but you know, first hmm. or third person shooter. Yeah, the shooting mechanics in the game that would be your primary way of going about it. I would say. Okay. But it isn't the only element. Just to not, I don't want to lead you down the wrong path again <laughs> okay i've heard about this <laughs> yep hmm. Hmm. um is it a game in a franchise the multiple no. games okay so it's a one-off Was it a well-received game on Metacritic or sort of in review <laughs> aggregates? Uh, no, it was not well-received critically. Right. Um, but it was quite quite popular with people. 
But critically, no, they didn't. They didn't. Didn't score well. All right. Let them help. I apologize, guys. I just <laughs> was it made by Activision, or was no. it published by Activision? It wasn't. Okay. All right. Yeah, I only ask because they make a lot of you know shooter type of games. Is it um, an open world game? Um, I would say it's a semi-open world game with levels. Does that make sense? No. So you've got you'd have levels, but they're like semi-open world. It isn't like a big just open world you can run around. I think he's making this up. No, I'm not making it up. I, I got where I got the info. That's what it says. Oh, chan isn't a good um, source of info. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'm more confused now than I was when we started. <laughs> it's it's a semi-open world game with levels. It's got shooter mechanics. It's not yeah. led by Activision. It was on PS3 and or Xbox 360 gen, and it was well liked by fans, but not by anyone else. Hmm. Uh, Pretty, it's pretty tough. Um, does it have a sci-fi setting? No. Okay. Was it single player or multi? Well, was it single player? Yes. Right. That's ten. Hmm. Have we established what perspective it is yet? I don't think we have. Have we? Whether it's First or third? No. Okay. Is it a first-person game? No. So it's third-person action. Well, because he said it has shooting mechanics, so it's not necessarily strictly third-person shooter. Hmm. That's interesting. I'll I'll give you one for free. It's classed as an action RPG. That should help you. you. Give you a bit of help there. Action RPG, but a one-off. Um... Is it set in past eras, like not in the modern era? No. Okay, so it's a modern, okay, modern setting. Modern for the times that it came out. Modern for the times it came out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's when an I, old, it's an old, it's an old game. Yes, contemporary. <clears throat> hmm. Um... Oh, do you know what? It's a game a lot of people have been on about wanting to see come back. Uh, is I'm going to take a guess what it is. No, I wouldn't, because if you're wrong, you lose. I know. Is it? Was it? Was it developed by one of Xbox's current dev teams? Yes. I think I know what it is. Hmm. Still trying to. That people have wanted back recently. Um, mm. I I think I know what it is, but I don't want to say it yet because I don't want to waste a guess. But well, just just lead down, lead down uh, where you want to go. Was it published by Sega? Yes, that's nineteen. So this oh, is going to be a guess. Shall I guess it? Yeah, I think I, I think I know. Yeah. Is it Alpha Protocol? Protocol, It's Alpha Protocol. Released 28th of May, 2010. 
developed by Obsidian Entertainment, published by Sega. Nice. No surprise. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it was a good game. I, I I remember picking it up when it came out. Absolutely enjoyed Alpha Protocol. Good game that. I think it was around the time I thought the James Bond games were coming out, and it's quite a popular um, genre at the time. And they kind of did that RPG style where you got obviously you've got combat, melee weapons, stealth, and the yes. whole dialogue tree. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was kind of crap actually, but it had a lot of. It fell into the Rise Son of Rome slash Order eighteen eighty six bucket, yeah, which is that yeah. it wasn't actually very good, and people who say otherwise are full of shit. yeah, no, um, yeah. But 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 they all had really good potential, particularly if they had a sequel. You know what? Yeah. For one of these twenty questions, I'm gonna pick like a mobile game that was only released in Indonesia in like nineteen ninety five or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> be like, go ahead well, and guess it now. Well, I went I went for a game that I thought would be I didn't want to do an exclusive, what is some multiplat, something a bit older that we obviously we all 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 sort of knew, so uh but uh yeah, that's twenty questions, guys. You got it on your on the on the last guest, well, well done. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us this evening. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, something. Not once have I mentioned that, so let me do that. Uh, 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 gaming, thanks, Finber. Thanks, Redders. Um, obviously, Luke Steele, you're here. Um, else we got? Thanks, Timmy, for popping in. Um, I saw someone else that I haven't seen someone there with the call Super. Yeah. Super, yeah, thanks for popping in. UK Dazarus, what? Thanks for coming in. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been, been a bit of a fun show. Um, glad that everyone that joined and watched. Um, this uh, goes straight onto YouTube after the show, so if you need to catch up, feel free, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, just go and tell random strangers, um, you know, flash them to get their attention and then say, hey, check out the PSN Pie podcast on the XBN network. You know, you may get arrested you. afterwards. Then you can tell everyone in prison. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, if anyone missed my singing at the start of the show, I do recommend going back listening to it. Uh, I am considering going on uh, one of these talent shows um, in front of Simon Cowell to, you know, See how I go. You know, I think I could get far in the competition. Future career in singing. You never know. You never know. Uh, Luke, why don't you tell everyone where they could find you, sir? Thank you for coming on this evening. Always a pleasure. No, you're very welcome. Oh, yes, as always. Um, you find me, um, I'll just keep it simple, at LukeSteel90 on Twitter. So go follow me there. Yeah, and you can see his Twitter handle is just below his name on the in his box. Uh, Sentinel Sergeant Sir, our American soldier. Where can <laughs> everyone find you, sir? Thank you for being on again tonight. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Obviously, um, I'm on Twitter on Twitch SSG Sentinel, as you see it on the screen. Um, I also am on the PSN Party Podcast every Wednesday with BMG. And um, we're on tomorrow, actually, XBL Party Podcast, which is going to be on at 2 o'clock p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time for those of you guys that are in the U.S. It'll be uh, 8 o'clock for anyone in BMG's neck of the woods. So definitely check us out tomorrow. Um, it's going to be great. We, all all about we, Xbox. And we've got uh, Scott 
SX2. He's the guest tomorrow evening. Nice, nice. So definitely yeah. looking forward to it. Oh yeah, and I won't be I won't be on the show tomorrow with because uh, I've got um, some commitments. Uh, but I will try and get in chat later in the evening if possible. Uh, Ash, our rogue PlayStation gamer. Wee. Where can everyone find you? And what are you doing at the moment? Any reviews? Just um, I've got a review going up. I'll, or like a review roundup video. It'll be going up in the next sort of 10 minutes after this. It's already up waiting. I've just got to put it live. Um, mainly a few indie games that I've had sat in a, for a while. I've just put into one video. Um, but you can pretty much find me on the channel most days. Uh, Thursdays, I'm on the XBL Party podcast from 8pm GMT. I do reviews pretty much five days a week at the moment. I'm putting at least one review video up. And I have started doing um, some live streams. I've been doing Octopath Traveler 2. I will be doing some more very soon on the channel. It's just fitting it all in around the podcasts and other stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at underscore Ghostbuster with a, a zero instead of an O. But I am also on, I'm basically the person who runs the XPN network twitter so you'll probably see me posting there more than anywhere and like i say yeah just floating around that's it really <laughs> you can see me eat random horrible foods and weird japanese foods on a saturday if you're a channel member as well got another one going up because i just can't get enough of eating weird japanese snacks at the moment so <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's it yeah if you if you would like to support us over on the xpn network and uh, you can join as a channel member for only 99p where you get exclusive videos content see stuff before it goes out to everyone else and and help us um you know direct way which where you want things to go what you want to see what you you know take part in polls uh all this stuff is coming and over on the um website uh but other than that thank you everyone for joining us this evening thank you chat and thank you for everyone watching and everyone that's going to be on catch up um good night and make sure you say all your prayers to jim ryan in this time of need of the <laughs> everything going on the activision uh good night everyone see you later Later, guys.